Hello, and welcome to the Hero's Path. That's a Breath of the Wild podcast. Sort of a replay podcast? Yeah. Uh, I'm Zach. I suppose. And that's Ryan. I guess you could call it a replay podcast. Well, it's not a... I guess, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that seems like a fair... Huh. Is, there, is that like a category on like iTunes? Does iTunes yeah. have categories for stuff like that? It definitely has a replay button. Well, that's pretty much the same thing. I bet when you press that button, it will play this podcast. I assume that's how that works. Uh, we're here to talk about Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Something occurred to me, Zach. What occurred to you, Ryan? At the end of the last episode, you started talking about what your plans were for what you would do next in the game. Sure. And um, up to the previous episode... You were kind of following along with what the game wanted you to do. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, from the Great Plateau, the game kind of says, "Okay, go over to Kakariko, do stuff in Kakariko, and then um, most paths out of Kakariko lead you toward doing this Varuta quest." We we uh, talked about that last time, yeah, about how yeah. The game kind of expects this to be your first of the four big quests. Um, it expects it, and it also guides you in certain, sometimes very explicit ways. Sure. It says, come on over here, there's a thing to do. And, you know, up to this point, you always had the game kind of saying, come over and do this thing. Even if you did have the choice to do a bunch of other random stuff. So, um, let me ask, after you beat Varuta, did the game say, okay, now do this next? Uh, as far as major quest stuff, no, not exactly. Nothing that's coming to mind specifically. Okay. Uh, what did happen is that after you finished the whole Varuta, uh, marathon, uh, you get back into Zoro's domain and suddenly everybody likes you and is willing to offer you side quests. Aha. Uh-huh. And so that's predominantly what I played this week was doing a lot of Zora side quests. Uh, which most of which I had done before. A lot of this stuff oh. I ignored my last playthrough. Interesting. Uh, let's talk about them. What's the first one? Uh, the first one I got listed here was Luminous Stone Gathering. The Luminous Stone Gathering quest, there's an architect, Zora, who needs Luminous Stone to make some repairs. Um, I already had a bunch of Luminous Stone. Uh, but he will tell you kind of a general area to go look, because there's just a lot of Luminous Stone in the linear area. It's now occurring to me, I pointed out previously that all the architecture in Zora's domain seems to be made out of the cool, shiny rock that the cliffs above are made out of. Yep. I guess this is the same mineral, perhaps, as the luminous stone that you can collect? I'm not a geologist, but it's definitely in the same ballpark. But yeah. it's almost It's implied in some stuff that we'll read here in a minute, or in a little bit, that, like... 
the architecture of Zoro's domain here was mostly just carved out of stone, almost in place, is kind of the impression oh, I got. I don't know how much that bears out, but it was definitely obviously all carved from stone. All right. Well, we'll get into that later, I guess. Um, oh, I'm sorry. How, what is the reward for the luminous stone gathering quest? What happens is he will give you a diamond for each 10 luminous stone you bring him, and he gave you an extra bonus diamond for just completing the quest. So uh, this seems like a really good way to make money. Luminous no. stone's not difficult to get. This Incorrect. is not? Correct. Oh. You get... You sell one diamond for less than you could sell the ten luminous stones. Really? Right. Do not use this quest as a way to make money. I think it is a good way to get diamonds if you are hurting for diamonds. Okay. That's good. That's valuable information. Because I was like, oh, diamonds are expensive, right? <laughs> uh, somebody, I'm, I'm also, in addition to not being a geologist, I am not an economist. Or just like a math guy. Uh, exactly. Uh, okay, there's, similarly to that, there's a quest called Frog Catching where there's a child named Tumbo who wants you to get him some frogs to sell. Uh, I already had frogs, so I just gave him that and finished that quest. Uh, Tumbo's a child and he does not have diamonds to give out. But his mom, uh, and his, his parents are tied to another quest that I have not done yet. Tumbo's dad gives the quest called A Wife Washed Away. Uh, and the the idea behind the quest is that Tumbo's mom was out like fishing and then got swept away in the river and has now gone missing. Okay. Uh, Tumbo's dad gives the hint that she might have gotten swept all the way to Lake Hylia. Uh, a, okay. a location I have not been to yet in this game. So uh, when I get there, I'll have to go look around for her. I don't. I don't remember this quest at all. So I'm assuming she's there somewhere. Um, let's see. It's interesting to say that she got swept all the way to Lake Hylia, because I think I've already said on this podcast that the way water flows in this game is kind of sketchy. And uh, defies logic. Well, I mean, it, but uh, it, it, it does look like yes. So it worked okay in another quest I did. What quest was that? I'm gonna jump ahead to special delivery. Uh, oh, okay. There's a Zora girl named Finley. Oh, we don't have time. We uh, we can't start talking about that quest. That's gonna be its whole own thing. Okay. Well, that quest Save has... that for the end of the list. It's it's in the middle of the list, but I can push it back to the end of the list. I think save it for the end of the list. Okay, we'll come back to that. Anyways, that has some flowing water that seemed to work okay, as far as I can tell. I'm looking at the map, and you could get washed away. First of all, if you are getting washed down the river from Zora area, then I guess it makes sense that you could end up in Lake Hylia, certainly. So that tracks. Uh, other things don't track, but we don't have to get into those right now. Um, but you say you didn't bother investigating. You're so far away from Lake Hylia. I have not been to have... Lake Hylia yet. Uh, maybe I will get there at some point in the next couple weeks. Okay. Uh, I'd like to go check it out because there's a couple interesting things over there, but we're not there yet. Uh, next quest. Uh, diving is beauty. 
this barely qualifies as a quest in my opinion but yeah uh groove the zora is standing around and he's like oh i want to see you dive off the domain and so you just do that you dive down and then he's like oh that's great now come back up the waterfall with the zora tunic and then you do that Mm -hmm. and you get back up to the top and he's like great job quest completed and like (laughs) what is this quest because like in order to have gotten to this point you have had to use the feature of the zoro tunic right you had to use it to get to the top of mount ploimus you had to use it to get onto varuta this this quest is not here to teach you how to do this thing no i think it's here to be an easy quest I guess it's also kind of a callback to the diving minigame in Ocarina of Time. Oh, it it does. It feels a lot like that, yeah. But this game doesn't have actual diving in it, so you just kind of jump down into the water. Now that's something I hadn't thought about. Zelda's where you can dive. Diving has been kind of a fraught idea from Zelda to Zelda, hasn't it? Uh... It shows up in the 2D Zelda's time again, and it's just a feature there that's good sometimes and non and like barely a thing other times. And then 3D Zelda, I don't know. 3D Zelda movement in water gets really confusing if you start to think about it too hard. Okay, we'll do a, a special episode where we analyze all the diving. In all the games. I mean, okay. But I'm going to make you edit that one. Uh, next. <laughs> <laughs> the Giant of Rawless Pond. Uh, a really simple quest where at Rawless Pond, there's a Hinox, and a guard wants you to take care of it. Just a okay. perfect archetypal quest. Uh, I got up there. I fought that Hinox. Uh, I'm getting pretty good at fighting Hinoxes. I fought... Oh, that's good two or three Hinoxes this time I played and uh, they're not too tough. They're not too scary. They're big. They're intimidating, but they're not too bad. The biggest problem with Hinox fights is when they knock down a tree and you're backing away and you get stuck on that tree that fell over. Ooh. Uh, I don't think that's intended, but it ends up working to create a lot of good tension. Mm, Emergent. As you're backing away and you run into a log. It's good. It's good very good uh lionel safari uh there's a guard lady whose name i wrote down uh, la flat i guess that's another la flat that's a good that, music that's name. another music name uh she wants a photo of the lionel that we talked about last episode because she wants uh. to be able to show the photo of this lionel to keep people off of the mountain the Lionel that you successfully killed. Which was a problem for completing this quest, because I don't have a picture. I can't take a picture of a guy I already beat. Um, mm-hmm. So I had to run around for a while and do a bunch of other stuff, and eventually I got a Blood Moon and he came back, so I was able to go up and take a, snap a photo of him real quick. Um, I believe I remember correctly that in the Master Quest, what is it called? Master Mode? Uh, um, sure. In hard mode, all the Lionels are upgraded, and so there are no red Lionels to take a picture for picture of for this quest, except for this guy who remains un, 
buffed. Oh. It's a, the only normal red Lionel in the game oh, in that's hard cool. mode. I didn't know that they yeah. did that. That's smart. Yeah. Somebody thought about that for more than a second. <laughs> uh, you could also just take a picture of any red Lionel, too. That was the other thing. But I'm like, no, I want to take a picture of that one. Sure. If I were a Zora child who wanted to go explore this mountain and an adult's like no look at this picture from the snow region there's there's a lionel over there's there a lionel over there else. i'm not gonna believe that I'd, I'd be the 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 disrespectful youth mm-hmm. back talking authority and then i'd get beaten up by a lionel nobody wants that uh okay there's a big quest called zora stone monuments okay this is good uh so What's his name? Giotto, the Zora, is like a Zora historian. And he tells you about how there are several tablets throughout the domain. These giant stone monument tablets uh, carved with, like, historical Zora stories carved into them. And he wants you to find them all. This quest is actually implemented really well in a way that I didn't realize quite at first. Uh, uh, I remember it being very difficult. Like, I don't think I ever finished it. I definitely didn't finish it my first playthrough. But getting into it this time, I was confused at first because I knew this quest was a thing, and I found several of the tablets on the way to Zoro's domain at first. Yes, yes. Um... But you don't have the quest at that point. So I got the quest, and I went back to, like, one of the ones I'd already seen before and checked it. And the quest wasn't giving me any kind of indicator. This is not a, you know, uh, the Zelda series in a lot of ways rejects modernity modernity, and doesn't give you, like, a little quest marker that says, like, you've completed 9 of 10 or anything like that. Sure. And so I'm like, did that count? And so I looked into it, and you can go back to Giotto, and he will tell you how many you have done. He will also count any of the ones you had already seen before getting to Zoro's Domain. Okay. Which is extremely good implementation. That makes perfect sense. I could see modern games that wouldn't do that. And so it's cool that they were like, no, 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 you saw them already. It's all good. I agree that it's good, but, you know, they could have said something. They could have said, like, Giotto could say, oh, you already found some of those. Let me make a note of the ones you already found, instead of you being confused about whether you were making any progress. He does, but you have to talk to him a second time. And that's that's where I was like, oh, I should have just talked to him a second time. Because the <laughs> other thing he does is he will give you hints as to where the oh. rest are. Um, and by hints, it's actually pretty much exact locations. <laughs> okay he'll say south of this river north of this bank um and so like i did that i had four left over i hadn't seen and he gives you a random hint each time you talk to him which is a little clumsy so you have to talk to him over and over to get all the hints okay but that's it but like you could sit there and having none of them and talk to him and get locations of all of them i guess if the name of the game is you need to talk to the guy over and over again like um I don't know, it's not... Games do... Games have... uh, What do I want to say? They have trouble letting you know whether you should talk to the same person over and over again. 
I've I've played games. If a game's gonna do that, it has to tell you very close to the start that that is a feature of the game. Yeah. If uh, NPCs having multiple lines of dialogue, uh, Anodyne does that. Anodyne, one of the first uh, like NP talkable NPCs, tells you to talk to people twice because every okay. every NPC has two things to say. And I remember liking it there, being like, okay, yeah. So I could I could if you flag it early enough that to make yeah. the player aware that you need to do that, then that then that's a good feature. Unfortunately, um, games that we grew up playing kind of thought the idea of talking to the same person over and over again was stupid. And so, like, if you if there was any response to engaging the same NPC in multiple conversations, it would be like the game coming up with dumb jokes about, like, who's that guy in the um, the hotel in Summers, I think? Or in Foreside? In it's Earthbound. in Tucson. Is it? Really? Okay. And you can talk to uh, him over and over and over again. Over and over again. And he just says random nonsense after a while. And then the like 20th time or whatever you talk to him, he gives you 50 bucks. Yeah, he gives you money and says, go away, kid. <laughs> There's also like, the, the Super Mario RPG guy who's playing the game that you talk to over and over again. Mm-hmm. And he either eventually like loses the game or eventually wins. So in early games would use that as a comedy thing. And so a a useful vocabulary for this kind of mechanic has not emerged yet. I mean, uh, modern games I'm sure do it. Mod- modern games, the problem is you get into like dialogue trees and stuff, and so hmm. that becomes you almost get more prompted of like okay if this NPC is going to have anything more to say it's going to open up a, like a little list of topics of discussion yeah. or stuff like that so anyway well we're not going to solve this problem tonight um but i, I want to talk about these tablets more though oh yes these tablets so they there's 10 of them and they've all each got like a little thing on them and there's well, I'm just going to go... There's a, there's a lot of cool information here. There's a lot of cool little side stuff here. There's stories about uh, King Dorothon, who he fought a guardian at one point, and that's how he got his cool scar. There's mm-hmm. a story about Sidon fighting a big Octorok in the ocean. <laughs> uh, there's a lot about um, Mipha, and it's like, oh, when she was born, we made the light skill trident for her, and then when she passed, the light skill trident, we tried to bury it or what did they i gotta find that one they tried to send it drifting down the river but then mifa's voice spoke to us and said don't feel grief and stuff like that um there's a lot like uh, there's a lot of a lot of the history here is from kind of this breath of the wild era zora stuff okay uh there's an account of uh the zora and hyrule kingdom building the reservoir uh, what's the one I wanted to... Where'd it go, where'd it go, where'd it go? Are you talking about this one about Ruto? Yeah, that's the one. That's part five. Okay, part five, they straight up talk about how there was a long time ago the Zora Princess Ruto, and they give Ruto's entire backstory, uh... <laughs> From Ocarina of Time, 
is here. Yeah. And then they mentioned that the Divine Beast Varuta is specifically named after her. Um, so this is the first, like, overt mention, or overt, like, connection to Ocarina of Time that has shown up yeah. in, in Breath of the Wild. There's been, like, other than, you know, there's a bunch of DLC items and stuff, and there's a lot of there's, references. There's, you know, there's the ranch that they don't call Lawn Lawn Ranch. But it's supposed to make you think of Lon Lon Ranch. I was listening to that episode, and I'm like, oh, we didn't even bring that up at the time when we were there. <laughs> oh, whoops. <laughs> but yeah, there's like a lot of reference stuff like that. But this is like the most, uh, almost as overt as it gets. That um, I the... can remember one line somewhere else that's also very overt. Um, but yeah, this is like in a in a way that Zelda games. Uh, only kind of flirt with, right? Oh, to refer to give the the story of one game as backstory to another. No, I they... think that stuff that stuff shows up. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of games that harken back specifically to Ocarina of Time. About how you have like Wind Waker talks about Ocarina of Time a lot. They reference the Hero of Time a lot. Wind Waker does definitely do that. Twilight Princess talks about some Ocarina of Time stuff. Uh, and so does this. So, I mean, this is, and this is a game that doesn't connect to a lot of other Zelda stuff as overtly as this. Right. But this... In terms of, if you want to be a, a timeline theorist, <laughs> this I... game gives you very little to work with. I'm wiggling my eyebrows. like this. My eyebrows are going up and down. I'm an ex-timeline theorist. Uh, no, I, I mean, timeline, let's not get too much on that, but... Uh, suffice it to say, the events of Ocarina of Time happened be long before mm -hmm. anything in Breath of the Wild. Uh, the book, the art book, uh, points that out specifically, too, in a very comical way. What do you mean? It just, it, the, the art book has a bunch of timelines in the back, and it's like, <laughs> ancient history, uh, yeah, some Ocarina of Time stuff happened, uh-huh, okay. <laughs> okay. And then they get really, but then they get really excited, because then... That she can make all the machinery stuff. So that all happens after Ocarina of Time. That's so messed up. It's it's really messed up. The history of Hyrule is like a hundred, like a like a hundred thousand years. It's got to okay. be right. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. Because we have ten thousand years. This is what I want to focus on right now. Okay. Let's 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 find a find an angle to this. Go. So we know Ocarina of Time happened. That means that uh, Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess, oh. you know, uh, Wind oh. Waker, different games, games that like position themselves fairly closely to Ocarina of Time all happened in this. Oh, we can't go uh, this route. What? Do you, what? Do you, no. I, what do you where do you think I'm going with this? You I don't, don't know. I don't know. Going keep, going, keep going. Keep going. You have kind of a cluster of games that have to do with each other, right? That you can kind of draw connections to. With this passage, where they say that the events of Ocarina of Time happened before even the creation of the Divine Beasts, that means that you have the Ocarina of Time cluster of games, 
You have the ancient Shikah era where they create the divine beasts. Mm-hmm. Then you have 10,000 years where nothing happened. Uh-huh. You just have an era, an epic of things sinking into the ground. And then a hundred years ago, you have the great calamity and yep. things start up again. Yep. I think that narratively, the idea is that this is Breath of the Wild is very much a new start to the Legend of Zelda series. Mm-hmm. I don't want to call it a reboot, but it's kind of a new beginning point. And them acknowledging Breath of or uh, Ocarina of Time and a couple other things as this like distant past is their way of saying yes, we value all of that, but also now we've moved on to this new future. Yes, I and like I'm that. and I'm very curious to see. I mean, I, I don't know. There's a new Zelda game every year, so I, they will probably dip back into the other stuff at some point. Sure. But maybe mainline Zelda going forward will try and not go back to the old well in a lot of ways. I think what we see is that Breath of the Wild in kind of a in in one way, Breath of the Wild and in another way, uh, the Hyrule Historia series of books and all this uh, stuff indicate to me that the uh people in charge of these games do not care about continuity. Absolutely. And so uh, trying to take it seriously, as I've just been doing, is a fool's errand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is a... You might as well try to put falling leaves together in the jigsaw puzzle, Zach. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's yeah, they, they, this is their way of acknowledging it and moving on from it. Because, well, that's you agreeing with the point you made before. I am You're not agreeing with me. I'm always agreeing with my own points. Uh, Did you like my thing about leaves in a jigsaw puzzle? Uh, now I'm distracted thinking about jigsaw puzzles. I should. We this had is, we had a breath. I'm of addressing wild. the listener now. Do you see how Zach deflects? He doesn't want to say that he thought my jigsaw puzzle line was stupid. It wasn't so, stupid. He comes up with this thing. He says that he's distracted thinking about jigsaw puzzles. Give me a break. I'm always distracted. Just say that you don't like my metaphor, Zach. I liked your metaphor, Ryan. Okay, I got him to say it. Anyway, are oh. there any other good uh, tablets in this side quest? Uh, There's at least one more good one. Oh, the, 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 the very good one here at the very end is the stonemason who crafted all of these uh left like an account of how king dorafon like asked him to do this and he was really honored and he added two extra ones and he was like it's you know he's like yeah he didn't ask for it but i did two other extra ones because i wanted to talk up prince sidon and it's great and i will be remembered for this forever as long as i don't forget to sign this epitaph and his name is not on there at all, which is a good <laughs> joke. Good, good joke. Excellent joke. Top notch. Wonderful. That's a good side quest. So it's a good side quest. Yeah, uh, I'm just glad it kept the progress or else that would be a much more annoying <laughs> side quest. Uh, okay, there's one other quest. Yeah, one other quest. It's a shrine quest to get to Daga Keek Shrine. 
okay. there's a girl, a Zoro girl named Laruta, who has this song as part of a ceremony. And okay. it talks about being able to split the feet of veiled falls to find a trial. And at this point, you're like, okay, well, that is, this is, you're trying to send me to a trine, okay. Yes. Uh, you have to go talk to Trello the Zora, who uh, elucidates that part of the the ceremony is the ceremonial trident, uh, which is a replica of the light scale trident. Yeah. Which is kind of a weird thing. Uh, I think all of the all the champion weapons have something like this, right? Maybe? Um, I don't I think so, because you end up using the kind of demoted version as a an ingredient to craft new copies of the good version. Okay. Right? I, I, I think you're right there, yeah. Anyway, but, uh, and he had one, he had the ceremony, tried it, but he dropped it in the water off of a Oops. bridge. So you have to go jump down and fish it out of the water. Okay, Why? Because it's fun. You're the only person here who isn't a fish. Why is it up to you? Why, why, when he drops this thing in the water, does he say, whoops, I better ask a human to get that? Uh, I mean, Link is kind of the natural gopher. <laughs> Honestly, so many of these quests open with like, oh, thank goodness an adventurer showed up. You're going to go do this for me because it's the adventurer. You're going to swim for me. Yeah. It's... Link likes doing things. Link's just, he's got a very helpful demeanor. I guess. You can also just use the uh, light scale trident for this quest as well, which I already have. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, okay, but the, the, the caveat to this whole thing is is there's Veil Falls, uh, which is a Minish Cap reference for those counting Ooh. at home. And in front of it, there is like a pedestal that's kind of like in the ty- in the style of a lot of the yeah, it's like a shrine related. The, yeah, it's like one of the things that you're supposed to deposit an orb in, but it doesn't have the spot to deposit an orb. And what you're supposed to do here is jump from the top of the waterfall, and then do a really cool downward strike in the center of the platform, or just on the platform, uh, with the with the trident. Yes. Uh, and then that reveals a shrine, but they screwed up. Because it makes a shrine come out of the ground nearby, uh-huh. and it doesn't, like, part the waterfall. Yeah. You would think it would just part the waterfall. There's it a says, water... splits the feet of a veiled falls sight in the lyric of the song. I do believe that they wanted to make the waterfall open up for you, like the, the waterfalls do in Zelda games and just in video games. Um... But, like, the water, <laughs> the specific shape of the waterfall is uh, married to the function of the Zora tunic. Okay, but they could have, behind the waterfall, a lot of the waterfalls mm-hmm. here are these, like, manufactured waterfalls that have, like, a stone face behind it, like a, a carved stone face. They could have just opened up a door in that. That's true. They could have just popped open a little door and said, like, here you go. They have a door... There is a door object in the game that would have worked perfectly for this. Yeah, they messed up. I'm salty that they messed this up. Let me tell you my experience with this quest. Okay. 
I guess... Huh. Do you know for sure whether it's possible to get this quest or to hear the little girl sing the uh, song before you finish the Varuta dungeon? I don't know either way on that one. Okay. Um, because I did not put together that a scale of light meant the light scale trident. But what I did notice is that the giant fish statue that is like the roof of Zura's domain has a hole in its tail that the sun goes through. And at a certain time of day, the sun will shine directly through that weird little hole in the tail onto the platform for this quest. And I thought, okay, a scale of light, like the fish's scale, rendered as light shining through, will do something to this platform and open the shrine. And I messed around with that for way too long, and I ended up having to look up the solution. And uh, that's my story. That's like a missed solution. Yeah, well, there's there's <laughs> similar puzzles in this game that work the same way. Uh, yeah. Uh, this was clearly not meant to be. Uh, anyway. That's it for anyway. quests. That's it for quests. Oh, no, there's no. one other quest. But we're going to go back to... Hang on. Can we talk about a couple other things first if we're going to save that for last? Oh, no, I think this is a good time. Okay, let's talk... Well, okay, we got to talk about the quest that Ryan did want to talk about before. Which actually works out because it's not actually technically in Zoro's domain. Oh, yeah, we're kind of on our way out of Zoro's domain now. You get the breadcrumb to it. Uh, it's called Special Delivery. Uh, there's a girl named Finley who had mentioned before that she has a pen pal that she's desperately in love with uh-huh. and if you go a little down the river to the bank of wishing uh she's there and she's gonna put her letter into a container and send it down river and she's like hey you're she's she's one specifically she's like hey you look like you'll do anything uh <laughs> Follow this down river and see if you can figure out who this guy is. Cool. And so she dumps this, like, it's comically oversized container uh, into the river, and then you just babysit it uh, down river. Yeah, I the mechanic of, like, I guess like an escort quest for a, an inanimate object that's just floating along, I think that's really fun and cool. Uh, again, good use of the environment here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the container's supposed to be fragile, but I had no problems. I remember being really worried about it. I don't think I actually broke it, but I think I treated it very carefully. I'm not sure whether it was in any actual danger or not. I mean, there's no enemies on the river until the very end. Uh, and the worst you have is like a couple spots you have to bomb some rocks to clear a path. Oh, that's right. So yeah. I guess it's possible you could probably blow it up with a bomb on accident. <laughs> uh, that didn't happen. I also, I didn't even consider this, but I wonder if you could just pick up the thing and walk it to its destination. Uh, but you don't know where it's supposed to go, do you? Well, I mean, like, say you already knew. 
I guess. I wonder if the game would check. I wonder that's uh shoot. Maybe I'm not sure I've done this quest in my current uh save file. I mm-hmm. might test it out, see what happens. Okay, here's what I found out. The parcel acts like a lot of other objects in the game, like puzzle orbs. You can lift it out of the water with cryonis. When you use stasis, it's highlighted as a valid stasis target, but I didn't actually use stasis on it. And you can also just pick it up like a rock or a puzzle orb if you're standing um, next to it. And you can carry it around. So I tried to carry it to Sasan, and this is how I found out how fragile it is. It can roll around on the ground. I don't. I never found out how it reacts to actually like falling off a cliff onto the ground, but it can roll around safely. I think I saw it get trampled by a Lizelfos running around, and it didn't get hurt. Um, but if an enemy attack hits it, then it just falls apart. And. Uh, if it falls apart, you can go back to Finley, and uh, if you talk to her, you can tell her that you lost track of her parcel, and she'll say, oh yeah, I thought that might happen, so I have a new one ready to go, and it just starts over for you. Uh, carrying the parcel around is a lot riskier than just following it down the current, because I, enemies don't seem to be interested in the parcel itself, but they are interested in killing you, and if they attack you, then it's very likely, especially Octorok rocks that they shoot at you, it's very likely that it will hit the parcel that is held right above your head. Um, if you do manage to carry the parcel all the way to Sasan, you get the normal cutscene. It doesn't recognize that you carried it, and he says, uh, Did you follow this parcel here, this letter? Also, if you get close enough to the parcel to uh, get a good look at the side. There's a label on it, and it says in Hylian script, Dear Someone. Interesting. Okay, but then you also have to, so it goes down the river, it goes out of the main, like, Zora area. It goes back through that cool Lizzlefield space we were talking about a couple episodes ago. That's very good. And so you're, like, really awkwardly, like, making your way through this base, and Lizzlefields are, like, flipping out, and you're like, Chill, I'm just watching this thing go by. Uh, and then it winds up on a bank, uh, and there's like a just a traveler guy, a Hylian guy named Sasan, uh, who is there and is like, oh, you're clearly... He, he surmises what's happening very quickly. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then he, like, leaves... And then you go back to Zora's domain, and it's a little tongue-in-cheek, I guess. Well, it is bizarre. It strikes me as bizarre. Uh-huh. Um, because Finley is, to all appearances, a child, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Sasan, the pen pal, is an adult. Yeah. Right? Um, and But, like, so Finley says that she's madly in love with this person. Sasan goes up to meet this 
girl that he's in this weird long distance relationship with. And it they act like, oh, I guess we're going to get married, right? It's, yeah, I don't have like the actual text or anything, but it's... Uh, maybe we can pull that up because I think that's critical to our analysis. The... It's weird. It's either really awkward or just really like, ha ha ha, look at this silly thing. Well, like, the the issue is that because Zora's age weirdly, mm-hmm. Finley is already not, she's much older than she looks, right? Right. Um. So it's kind of like you could see in like a hard sci-fi <laughs> context um the idea of a a relationship between this uh adult creature who looks like a child and this human creature who looks like who is an adult but like that's not what <laughs> Zelda is trying to do. They're not trying to blow our minds with this weird world building stuff. No, so I it's it's I, supposed I, to be like a joke somehow. The game, but the game I is don't treating it. it as a joke. Like, look at this mismatched pair. Ha 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 ha. I guess, yeah, but it looks weird, and it looks it's it's very strange that they would try to or like. I don't. It doesn't seem like the kind of joke that they make. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the most charitable read is that, yeah, it's just, it's it's a tongue-in-cheek, like, oh, look, it's an age difference, ha ha ha, ha. isn't that funny? They they thought they were destined for each other, but actually maybe not, but they're still gonna hang out, and I, I his dialogue, I just remember him telling her about cool things he's seen. Yeah. It almost is like, I guess it makes sense if we imagine they were going for a uh they're going to take the joke further into a place where it you know at least said something enough to make sense and then thought wait that's going too far pull back on it and kind of water it down (laughs) to the point where you don't know what the heck is going on (laughs) they wiped away so much there's just (laughs) they rubbed off all the edges and there's just nothing there now yes they wiped away the joke yes on accident. Uh, it'd be very interesting to see how this was uh, translated and what the original text was. But I haven't looked up. I mean, other than looking up trans- names of uh, translations of names, I haven't really looked into too much translation of text in this game. I'd be int- I, 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 have, I have not looked at any like script translation stuff. Okay, here's the Zelda Wiki article about Finley. I'm not going. I don't have time oh, to read okay. all this very you need carefully. To, you need to talk about this, and I'll talk, tell you my favorite part of this. About the the article. About about this web page, specifically. Okay, is it because under family? Yes. So it says Coda mother citation one, Caden father citation one, Sasan boyfriend citation two. And then citation, citation needed. needed. Like, it's I so don't good. believe that citation. Look, it's so good. I love it so the, much. The citation is to the quote of Finley saying, Teehee, I have a boyfriend. But and some that's editor, not good enough for some Zelda wiki editor. There, There is internal strife over this. I love it so much. Oh, oh, I love it. 
It's There's so nothing on the talk page either, so it's totally passive aggressive. I wonder if a lot of that discussion gets like there's a discord somewhere where this all happens probably now. yeah that's too bad i want to i want this i think that like wikipedia has the right idea to have all of the stupid discussion associated with an article is preserved for all time on the talk <laughs> page or an archive of the talk page uh so that we can you know because otherwise you're gonna rehash this argument and someone's going to take off the citation needed badge and someone's going to put it back on. Um, so get with the program, Zelda Wiki. Get with okay, the program, so we Zelda put, Wiki. We put special delivery to bed. Um, what else did you do other than side quests? Uh, there's a couple shrines. Uh, I got to scroll down to where the shrines are at. Uh, there is a Ruko Mag Shrine, which is kind of... Uh, kind of south of the area we've been talking about, uh, there's, like, a maze of briars mm-hmm. nestled behind, like, a ruined house. Uh, I jumped, I, I approached this from way high up, so I just jumped straight to where I needed to go. I, I remember this one because I tried to do it before I had solved the Varuta thing, so it was raining. Oh, And cool. I really wanted to burn away the briars instead of going through the maze Ha-ha. but you can't burn the briars if they're wet it's so, so good it was a terrible ordeal for me <laughs> uh okay this shrine uh has a extremely like intense puzzle right it, yes it's the five torch one yeah there are five torches uh and a cube in the center God, how do you even describe the setup? There's a cube with a whole bunch of torches and other things coming out of it. There are two <laughs> torches flanking it. And you have to manipulate... And then you have, like, a manipulation... God, I can't even describe this puzzle. It's uh, a mess. No, don't try to describe it via audio. If you if you don't know what we're talking about, find a video of this. It's crazy go nuts. It's a mess. Uh, and I entirely skipped it oh yeah because you can just shoot fire arrows oh at, that's right yeah at the torches and like because the idea is you're supposed to manipulate this cube uh <laughs> to light all the torches without accidentally putting out other torches because there's a mm-hmm. bunch of water in this puzzle too and it's just it's miserable you don't need to do that you have fire sources you can just light them on fire it's great yeah yeah uh, so, so i just cheese that really quick uh and it's another thing uh, I'm going to say something that I we must have said, I personally must have said a zillion times. They could so easily have prevented you from using an alternate solution to this puzzle. Oh, sure, 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 sure. And any other game would be like, hold on, we're doing a puzzle where you rotate a cube. You're, you're, you can't use something else. But this game is like, whatever, do it however you want. Oh, and then, so I then I went down this, like, this like oracle game peninsula where all the place names are all oracle related oracle okay uh, of ages oracle of seasons uh there's a shrine that's shy yota shrine mm-hmm. uh this is one of the cool ones where you're out in the world and you find Cass. Uh, we haven't met Cass yet have we no we met him once we saw oh. him at a at a 
I met him. I don't remember if we met him as a podcast. I don't think we talked about him. He was at one of the uh, one of the stables. Yeah. Uh, and so he's here. He's just out playing. He's like, "Hey, hey, what's up?" There's a song about this place, and he gives you a he plays a song on his accordion that gives you the hint about what to do to unlock the shrine. Uh, the hint here being that there's a whole bunch of little like islands in this lagoon, and there's a bunch of like uh, air currents. That I guess the I guess the idea is it's coming from the ocean, and they're like blowing sure. into this lagoon, and like the the formation of the rocks or whatever causes the air to flow especially hard in a certain way. There's actually on the cliff side. There's an air current that'll take you to the top of the mountains there. To the top of the mountains, up the ridge, yeah. Wow. Uh, or not quite all the way to the top, but like high enough that you can climb from there. Hmm. So I, my my idea or my interpretation to that is that yeah, there's just a strong wind coming off the sea that kind of hits the rocks there. Uh, and then you can do more bomb work to open up passageways to cause like the air to converge and create this big stream of air that you can then. Uh, ride to a platform and if you manage to ride all the way from this like where the current of air starts to the platform without touching the ground you will knock a shrine <laughs> which um is plenty fun to do kind of challenging it was for me at least um i just now had this idea of the sheikah in charge of this shrine like deciding to rig up a magic detection system that says, okay, as long as the hero doesn't touch the ground, starting from here and getting all the way over to here, then we'll unlock the shrine. He's like, boy, this is really complicated. I should leave instructions. I know, I'll write a song. <laughs> um, Cass is a popular character. Cass is He's cool. definitely a cool design. He's great. I kind of don't like that the lyrics to his songs have kind of cheesy, awkward wording and rhyming. I, did I don't not, like that part very much. I did not pay any attention to them musically, so I will take your word for that. <laughs> I'm definitely in video game mode where I'm like, okay, give me the video game hint. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, but he's uh, cool. And he gets a lot more to do in the DLC. I hope we get I, to talk about see, that. See, I don't know anything about that cast DLC. I know there is cast DLC, but I don't know a thing about it. So I'm super oh, excited to check that out. Oh, you're in for some good stuff. Yeah. That's all the second round of DLC where I never even looked at spoilers, really. Uh, So that's going to be fun. Um, That's all the big, the big hits here. I fought a lot of enemies. Uh, I fought a lot of mini bosses. Uh, I started running into black blins and lizzle foes uh so that was a rude awakening for a minute uh i found Zach, i'm oh, noticing in your notes that you got the zora helmet i was gonna talk about that yeah oh okay uh did you mention that you got the zora pants the zora pants i got those last because those are a request reward for a quest that i never turned in till the very end those are the lionel safari reward yes. right okay yeah. So you get the tunic, 
under normal play. You get the sure. pants from uh, taking a picture of a Lionel. Taking a picture of Lionel, and then you get the helmet if you pay attention to the monuments we were talking about. And one of the monuments mentions that the Zora helmet was left at the Total Lake ruins. Ah. Uh, and I see, I didn't even pay attention to that this time because I remembered finding this, I finding the helmet there on a previous, my previous playthrough. Uh, it's just in some aquatic ruins and you just have to fish it out with the magnesis. Uh, I remembered all that. What I didn't remember is that when you have it equipped, you can do a water attack. Yeah. Is it an attack or is it just like a dash it's a little it's a little spin attack does it hurt anybody it hurts fish oh that's all i used it on but it it will take a fish out well if it's useful for fishing that's good i don't remember getting hardly any use out of it i and i like how the whole zora ensemble looks yeah there's there's good armor design in this game and i you know once you get uh, all three pieces upgraded twice by great fairies then you get a bonus to your swim speed which is very important because otherwise you swim real slow i am gonna have to work on that because i really want is I it a bonus what... to your swim speed or is it a bonus to your swimming stamina use well i know uh... swim speed comes up on the one i have right now without having upgraded it oh okay it must be stamina or like the swim dash stamina whatever uh it's good stuff. I use the Zora armor a lot. I want to upgrade it all the way and see how fast I go. I wonder if it just keeps going. Can you sw- can you can you swim to an island? Can I can I cross the reservoir lake if I have it completely upgraded? If you have enough stamina food, yeah. We will we will have to come back to this. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Okay, I fought a lot of enemies. I cheesed a skull base up on telltale peak where i climbed on top of the skull and just kept dropping bombs down into the eye hole which was hilarious to me specifically That's dishonorable it was inc- extremely dishonorable it was great <laughs> uh at the very end of the oracle theme peninsula there is a lionel who was a more powerful lionel uh than the previous Uh-oh. one i fought he one-shotted me it was very good <laughs> Uh, but then I resetted and went and stole his 600 rupees. So I am flush with cash. How do you steal rupees? Uh, Were they no. just in a chest near him? Yeah, he's got two. He's guarding two 300 rupee chests. I see. And so those are my rupees now. Oh. I'm extremely flush with cash. If I don't go buy a house next uh, time <laughs> I play, you need to kick my butt. You better get around to buying a house. I really want to buy that house. I just got distracted on the way there. 